Welcome to the HU Pirateship Podcast. What's going on, everybody? You can find us at www.hupirateship.com where we talk about the pirates. You can find us on all social media platforms and especially Instagram. We update our Instagram account there. Uh, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. So be sure to link and subscribe. It's year seven, episode number 64. I'm your host, Big Rick, along with Hampton Knight from the HU Pirate Ship. And before I kick it over to Hampton, I just want to give a big shout out to HBCU Game Day for having us on their podcast. And we were there with the folks from Blue Death Valley. Uh, all HBCU fans know uh, their work, so they talk about A&T. So we talked about the Big South and uh, talked about this matchup this Saturday. So definitely uh, find that podcast on Spotify and you can uh, you know see what we had to say there. So. Hampton, what's going on, man? Charleston Southern. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Charleston Southern, man. A team that lost to Robert Morris and then a team that Howard beat Robert Morris. Oh. I mean, make it make, it make sense, man. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Right. Gee, we'll, we'll try, make it man. Make sense. <laughs> we will try. Yeah, man. On this episode, we'll talk about that loss to Charleston Southern. Then we'll go over the Big South scoreboard, go over the MEAC scoreboard. Talk about the rest of the HBCU football world, including the SWAC, CIAA, and SAIC, or SIAC. And then we'll preview uh, North Carolina A&T. And then we'll quickly go over the uh, men's out-of-conference basketball schedule since basketball is here, basically, almost in a couple of weeks. So Charleston Southern, I score here Hampton Night. Hampton Night, uh, Hampton lost this game 35-5. to um, Yeah. So we'll jump right into the good, the bad, and the ugly. That was actually ugly here. So uh, it's a three-game losing streak for the Pirates. Um, during this losing, uh, during this game, Pirates were outscored 21 to nothing in the third. And over the past three games, Hampton has been outscored 42 to three in the third quarter. So uh, I think they've been trailing most of these games, maybe except for Norfolk State, but the third quarter, the the doors just get blown open. Uh, that's pretty ugly. Any thoughts on that ugly stuff, man? That's an adjustment quarter. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> A bad adjustment. So. Yeah. I mean, that's the, every, every, everybody knows that the third quarter is the adjustment quarter, quarter. So, if there are no adjustments, then there is no progress. So, I mean, so, yeah. Adjustment quarter, no adjustments. Expect the score that you get. Yep, 42 to 3. So that is what it is. Uh, then there were some bad things from this game. So, you know, unfortunately, I didn't even know what that was the homecoming game for uh, Charleston Southern. So, you know, we were, or the Pirates were bait for Charleston Southern. And unfortunately, they did not disappoint. Um, the entire offense, I think, was bad this game. So 
One big problem here, man, there's some injuries across the board, but the running game is just not working. Uh, it's predictable. It's kind of boring. And right now, the running backs are, you know, on this game, at least they just running backs average three yards per carry. So Charleston Southern is okay, but they're not that good. But okay. it's just something schematically wrong and injury uh, specific wrong with the, the running game here. And then the passing game is off. So, you know, Duffy and the wide receivers came out, you know, blazing the first couple of games, but timing is off. There are drops. Um, Duffy was 19 for 42 with an interception and 148 yards. And I think a lot of that is due to uh, like what we said a couple of weeks ago about how to beat, uh, at least slow down the offense. And if you can stop the run, uh, things kind of get funky for the passing game here. So, Offense is sputtering right now, to say the least. And team spirit, something's wrong uh, down there in Hampton. Um, I guess losing will do that, but you can just tell there's a lack of uh, camaraderie and or, or team spirit at this point in time. But losing will do that. So hopefully they can get that back on track, man. Well, any thoughts on that bad stuff, Hampton? And there is some good. We'll get to that. Well, I would just say it like this. I mean – I'm looking at the stats and we ran, we had 47 run plays for 184 yards and all of that was pretty much, I would say garbage yards. And this was the actual like first, well, I would say the first kind of the second game where the offense was not clicking, you know, um, we kind of expected that against Kennesaw that they would have difficulties, but you know, we didn't even score a touchdown in this game. So, and yeah, it does seem that the morale is definitely low and the spirit was low. And to be honest, man, I mean, I mean, I think after that, I mean, during that first game where we went into halftime where uh, Virginia Union was up, you know, it's just like, oh, man, this is, you know, nothing has really changed. You know, yeah, we won that game, but I mean, we should have dominated that game. And then uh and then you could see it kind of just go uh even though it was i always felt like when, when we played like teams like norfolk state and and howard well i'm gonna say howard that you know it was like masked you know mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it was like you knew it was there it was like but you're trying to hide it you know it's, you, it's like if uh you, you have friends that are in a, a, a failing marriage and, you know, you're always out and they're trying to, you know, they're hugging and kissing all, all the time and showing all this public display of, of affection. But deep down, you know that they're not really, you know, that they're, they're not working out. And that's how I kind of felt with this program, you know, earlier, especially during the, um, during the uh, Virginia Union game. And, you know, the, the offense was fine. You know, the defense just needed, you know, some work. And it was just like, it was all kind of smoke and mirrors, you know. And we saw the, we, we saw it, you know, uh, the deficiencies, you know, in the, in the passing secondary. And then we saw it again <laughs> against mm-hmm. Norfolk State. And it was just like, oh, Lord, have mercy. And then Kennesaw, you know, they kind of played the game that we wanted, you know, the ground game. And we just wasn't able to muster the offense, you know, on the other end. So, you know, it's just like that Kennesaw game was closer than we expected because it was a ground game. They're not really a passing team. And uh, just the offense couldn't, you know, just couldn't do what we, 
you know, it just couldn't do anything. But when you have games like this, you know, sometimes you need sparks, special team sparks, you know, a good return here or there. Or the defense could spark with a, 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 a turnover that leads to, you know, something special. And we didn't see any of that. And so that, to me, is where sometimes the morale can be lifted, especially when if maybe one side of the ball isn't working, you know, the other team just ha- other the other side just has to make a play. And, you know, this is just not something that we haven't done. And to be honest, though, Charleston Southern lost to Robert Morris. Yeah. And Robert and Robert Morris lost to Howard. So this is not a team that we should. I'm not going to say that. I mean, we we took a we took an ass whooping for this game. Excuse me. Yeah. We took it. You know, we didn't score a touchdown. So just to me, it's just like, man, we beat Howard. They beat Robert Morris. Robert Morris beat Charleston Southern. We have the players. So you mean to tell me we lost? I mean, yeah, you're going to say injuries, but everybody knows next man up. You know, I mean, we were the next man up. You were the next man. I mean, but not on that level, but yeah. So, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's just that I, you know, it's just like the enthusiasm, you know, is, is waning and it takes a win for people to come back, you know, honestly. And I just want to see the program win. And right now it ain't. Yeah, I mean, you, you, as you, as you were talking, man, and I, I think you did it justice. I think this was a, it was a bad game. Just a, just a bad game. I, I think at some point in time, I kind of dipped in and out. But, you know, when you really analyze it, it, it was just poor, poor performance. And, you know, they should have been better than this. I mean, this is a game that you can win. I mean, Robert Morris, they were on a three-game losing streak, too. Uh, no, Charleston Southern, they were on a three-game losing streak, too. So, I mean, this they should have been looking at this game to get healthy. But something's wrong, man. Hampton should not be bait. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying like anybody can be bait, but I mean, this is you know people are making fun of us. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. people looking at. Oh yeah, we just get Hampton. You know, Ham- no, I mean, you think about it. Hampton is now the uh, Mississippi Valley. You know, oh, but no. Mississippi, but Mississippi Valley ain't even uh, a bad team no more. So I mean. Mi- Hampton is, oh, God, it's the Houston, no, Houston, Texas, or whatever. It's Houston, Texas, or the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not only the Big South, but HBC football. So, I mean, I don't think, like, if we were still in the MIAC, we ain't winning the MIAC because we lost to Norfolk State. So, so honestly, it's just that this is a, a program issue. Yep, very true, man. Goodness. But, you know, I, I did find some good things to mention here. So the defense did show some life uh, in the first half. <laughs> they look more competent. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's a small moral victory, but, you know, it was a different look and feel from the defense. The, the past defense actually made some plays. They stayed in front of guys for a little bit and <laughs> for a little bit. And the rushing defense was slightly better uh, at times. So, the other thing I noticed uh, was uh, Tymere Robinson, running back, reserve, true freshman out of Hackensack, New Jersey, coincidentally where I played football. But um, he didn't rush for amazing yards. The stats won't pop out, but he just looked like he had a burst and a push. You know, it's like 
he's just happy to play. So when he got in there, he ran as hard as he could. It wasn't, you know, you know if it was the right hole or the right play, but you know, the, the older guys, they made a little bit more frustrated. And but we came in, there was a pop. So I think there's something there with uh Robinson um from you know from his skill set. So that's all I got, man. That's all yeah. I got for good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's keep let, let let's think about this. How many big South games have we won in football? Uh, uh, well, are you want technically? I think we've won three, but uh, <laughs> no, no. I think we've beat three teams that win in the Big South, but I don't know if all of those count as wins. They don't. Right. Presbyterian didn't count, and North Alabama. So we have not won a Big South game. Oh man! Wow. Yeah. Wait, what did what did what did the kids say now? Wow. 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 And it's and it's no disrespect to the players. I no, love I love no, they we trying, love, man. We, we love those, we love you kids, you know. They trying, but yeah, I mean, you know, Dr. Harvey, his brainchild. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh Lord. Give these kids something, man. I mean, oh, golly. You, you mean, know what? Not only the kids, but what about the fans? See, like, because yeah. I know I know they're also all, you know, there have been lots of chirping about Hampton fans and lack thereof. But you also have to give people a reason. Like, exactly. we, we've talked exactly. about this every week. There's no media. There's yeah. no interviews. There's no access to players. There's no game uh, program the players don't have bios. I don't know what uh, the running back's favorite ice cream is or his <laughs> siblings. Like, we don't know anything. Like, the whole thing is it, the heck's going like, on, man. Yeah, yeah, and from top to bottom, I mean, it's like this if you go on Twitter, the basketball team got promos. Oh, the basketball uh, team is going ba- the crazy men's basketball, yeah. The, the men's basketball team got promo, promos, yeah. but have you seen the women's? No, not no, really. No. You haven't seen well, but you know, six, you know, run a, a, a different ship. So right. <laughs> you know, we're gonna leave six alone. But this this is the thing. Everyone talks about Hampton's fans, but Hampton's fans show up for basketball because yep. those programs are successful. They show up for softball because those programs are successful. So if you win, people will come. Hey, we used and- to show up for football. Oh my God. Like, yeah, Joe Taylor era. I mean, I hate to, uh, you know, bring, you know, the, the greatest era ever, <laughs> you know, but I mean, but this is my thing. When Joe Taylor, you know, graced those sidelines, you know, people were there and people were engaged and the other programs in the MIAC were engaged because they wanted to see what we had. Yeah. And so that's what, you know, that's what it brings. So to me, my thing is, and this is the, this is the wild part. We talk about this in our chats all the time, especially on social media. There's a ton of alumni who are chatting about this, and you know that no nobody knows about that. You can't even uh, you can't even measure those metrics of how many people are talking about this because a lot of the old head football players they bring this up all the time, and they know and they know who they are. Cause they talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then, and then, you know, the, the diehards who, you know, who live in different cities, you know, but they watch it on ESPN plus every week, you know, they talk about this too. So 
people are talking about it. You know, people want to see it, you know, and sometimes you just wonder, it's like, cause we are looking at Charleston Southern, you know, the, their facilities are just as threadbare, you know, mm-hmm. but those players play with tenacity and that had, you know, it, that didn't care, they didn't care about those facilities. They played with that tenacity. So whatever it is to boost the morale is needed. And, you know, that's why we ain't coaches. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I know they're trying. I, I God yeah. bless them. So I, I, I don't envy you guys at all the coaches. Um, but, you know, all, like we said, all of the things around the coaches, like they have to do, they're trying to do their part, but just the other things that make a complete program, you know, is lacking. So uh, yeah, it's just, moribund i think you used that word a while ago i just haven't forgot that <laughs> it's kind of more <laughs> yeah was it morbid <laughs> well almost moribund moribund yeah morbid is more like like very dark and yeah. feeding yeah so i got you more but yeah that's a good word too yeah so goodness come on pirates get it together man <laughs> all right it's enough of this game anything else yeah all no. right, move, moving on okay big south scoreboard some interesting games here monmouth beat campbell so monmouth even though they were struggling out of conference they are three and oh inside the conference uh they beat campbell 34 to 17 campbell is two and one so they still are in the race um but they got beat down pretty good here um, North Carolina A&T, they lost to Kennesaw 14 to nothing. Going to that a little bit more detail. <laughs> and, you know what? Uh, go ahead, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I'll just finish this last one. We jump right into that one. And then North Alabama, they beat Robert Morris 42 to 31. That doesn't portend well for us, by the way. If they can put up 42 points against yeah. Robert Morris, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I would say, well, but look, Northern, Northern, Al- North Alabama actually put up a lot of points on A&T the week before. So they're That's not, true. they're not pushovers no more. They're building a program down there. So, yeah. which is good. Um, now I have uh, friends and family members that were at that game and, you know, they were just saying that, you know, the defense held and it's just the offense wasn't clicking, but. Is this the I, A&T Kennesaw game? Yes, AT and Kennesaw game. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But this is my thing. I mean, I wasn't on the podcast yesterday um, because my, you know, I had technical difficulties, but this is for the Aggies out there. Um, you know, I mean, you guys said it yourself yesterday that, you know, Aggie fans are very arrogant. Yeah, you were arrogant going into Kennesaw thinking that you, I mean, that you should win and you lost. And the thing of the matter is it's the fact that, I mean, look, I get it. I love, I love the cockiness, but you got to back it up though. You know, I mean, you just can't just be, and we talked about this at the beginning of the season. Remember, you know, like how everybody, how they kind of like waltzed into the big South media day, you know, kind of like, you know, the champ is here. You know? Right. <laughs> you, know, you remember Muhammad Ali? Yeah. everybody was looking at him like oh okay you see him over there you know you know kind of loud you know i mean (laughs) bring me my money yeah exactly so i mean this is my thing 
A&T. There are no Delaware States. There are no Howards. You know, Robert Morris is pretty bad, but you saw <laughs> but Robert Morris beat Charleston Southern. So listen, it's it's just a different conference, you know. So I mean, we'll we'll see. You know, you you guys lost. Um, you know, you still are definitely in the hunt. So we hope, you know, I hope to see that, you know, you guys improve. But hey, take it from us. We bottom feeders, you know. <laughs> you know? I mean, we at the bottom bottom. <laughs> yeah, <so>. we are. <laughs> and, you know, but it's like you don't want to be a program at the bottom, you know? And so it's just like, and Hampton has never been associated with being at the bottom, you know? The standard it's like we, of excellence. Yeah, well, that standard of excellence is going to change in 2022, so. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can hope. We can only hope. We hope. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope, yeah, so I mean, yeah, so yeah, the Big South scoreboard, you know, and as far as Monmouth beating Campbell, you know, I, I saw that coming. Um, Campbell is still to me, they're about a year away because when Kennesaw is gone, it's going to be Campbell and Monmouth, and you know, AT, you know, added to the mix, and um, those are going to be the programs everybody's going to be looking at, so. Yeah, here's what here's so, what Campbell needs, you know. Campbell, so I, I I watch them. I really I can't really. Only reason why I am somewhat familiar or more familiar with them than other teams because their social media stuff is like off the hook. Yeah. So social just, media, yeah, it's off the hook. So and they're they're building inside out. And and remember when we talked to Coach Prenny, that was what he wanted to do. So inside out, Campbell is getting strong. Their lines are getting strong. Their problem is they don't have like game breakers. Yeah. But once they, they get have, they a couple of those, yeah, once they get uh, a couple of those, it's over. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Over. Good luck trying to get them in Campbell, you know? <laughs> I mean, that ain't, a fla- <laughs> that ain't a flashy name, you know, a flashy institution. I mean, I know Hampton. Hampton is, I mean, Hampton got a name, but Hampton is just, yeah, it's stuffy. It's the know? fighting, the fighting camels. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand what a camel has to do with North Carolina. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been to the Middle East and I've been to, I actually rode a camel. Ain't no camels. In North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got pirates, pirates, yeah, on the water. So we on the water. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, as, uh, as we talk about Monmouth and Campbell, you know who AT has after they play us? They have Monmouth for Jiho. You know what, though? I mean, but this is my thing. Oh, okay. Oh, matter of fact, I had a friend. Uh, he made a post. Matter of fact, I'm going to actually pull this post up because I'm going to read it. Um, he went to he went to A&T, and he went to the actual Kennesaw State game. And he actually did, like, a blog post about the difference between <laughs> um, A&T's – I mean, Kennesaw State's homecoming – and the A&T's homecoming. I'm going to read it for you right now. I'm pulling it up. Okay. All right. Here we go. couple observations today about Kennesaw State homecoming. Kennesaw State is a PWI versus uh, an HBCU homecoming, mainly North Carolina A&T. Number one, parking. I parked and had a five-minute walk to the Kennesaw Stadium HBCU homecoming is a 15 minute walk to just to make it to the edge of campus mm-hmm. and another 15 to the stadium. Very true. 
because I remember uh, from even if the Hamptons come coming, we're parking in the city, and then we have to walk through uh, through the city just to get to um, Hampton. Yep. And uh, number two, he says tailgating. I saw one random area of people tailgating in the parking lot. HBCUs, you are lucky if you make it to the stadium without smelling like barbecue and fried fish. <laughs> Very true. Yes. He, even at our little ramshackle of a homecoming, you know, I mean, I know our little, they call it a homecoming. It's nothing but a, a wine and cheese fest, you know, <laughs> you know, so. I like wine and know. cheese. <laughs> I do too, but that's the, that's the elitist part, you know, it's like, you know, uh, so, but yeah. So, okay. So yeah, he said talk, tailgate. And then he said, uh, number three is a crowd. I walked right up to the stadium and showed my ticket and was inside and at my seat in five minutes. <laughs> HBCUs, you are lucky if you make it inside the stadium, let alone to your seat. There is just as many people walking inside the stadium as there are seated. Very true. Yes. And the announcer at Kennesaw said tonight game was a record with 9,000 people. Half of them were from A&T. Mm. Wow. <laughs> the mom of the fans are in for a different experience when they travel to uh, A&T for Geo. I mean, you know what, man? Yeah, they're going to be in a different. I mean, but I'm going to tell you what, though. I, it, the mom and fans aren't traveling to Jiho. No, they're, they're not. not coming. You may they may have no. like two hundred fans there. They're not. They're not coming down. They're not coming. It, and it's only going to be the parents. Only the parents <laughs> and <coming>. cousins, <laughs> and cousins. And they well, I mean, well, they kind of figure it out because they can't park on campus. So oh, <laughs> they're right. just going to have to walk. You know. So hey, it is what it is. You know, and but honestly, Jiho honestly is is a new phenomenon. This one we talked about last week when we when we called uh, A&T the Tesla of the HBCUs. Y'all knew money, Jiho. I mean, before it was called Jiho, you know, it was just an A&T homecoming, yeah. and it was just a bunch of folks outside, and it was nice. I've been there; it's nice, but. It only got popular because of, you know, of how A&T became a supernova of a university. So, you know, Jiho just, you know, kind of, you know, came along with it. So, yeah, you know, I, I do think it's going to be an interesting um, um, thing for Monmouth fans. But I also think that uh, uh, as far as the game is concerned, uh, A&T probably will it'll be close. You know, uh, I think A&T's offensive, you know, capabilities is pretty not as as crisp as they were in the years past. So we'll see. But I don't think I think Mama wins probably by a touchdown and a field goal. Yeah, it's kind of like what we said, even in the beginning of the year, the Monmouth offense is going to be is one of the best in FCS. So that's what A&T is going to have to contend with. So um Ant's passing defense, even as they were talking about on a podcast last night, is pretty bad. So, I mean, Monmouth is going to be set up to 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 do well. Also, Ant they're banged up too, and we'll get to this when we talk about our matchup. So that hopefully they can get healthy and don't get more injured against us. Because I like to see Ant do well. I actually like to see him get at large at large bid in the playoffs. I think I still think the Big South can get three in this year. So hopefully, you know, Ant can. Uh, except for us, if they lose to us, they're out, right? But if they beat us, I hope they can 
uh, rack up some wins and get into the playoffs. So, absolutely. Oh, hold on, I got to read these posts. Okay, so I forgot I did respond to um, a few of the people, and uh, I mean, a few of his uh, response. So one person said, with the exception of Hampton, this conference is not ready for A&T. Again, the Aggie arrogance, you know? And and there's a meme of a woman in a fur coat drinking a KFC, uh, (laughs) KFC drink, Buzetto. And so, okay, so I responded, this conference is boring. This is to her. When we first arrived in 2019, we bought our bands and... And schools like Campbell, Winthrop, Monmouth were like, what in the world is this? You know, I do kind of miss playing Delaware States and the South Carolina States. Then here's another uh, post. Um, I got to, uh, this is to me, I got to agree. The energy is different. There was an old head a fan who comes to all the games. And as soon as he walked in, he was like, where are those Kennesaw Owls at? And their fans casually looked at him and waved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know what's so weird i remember when i went to a um to south carolina state they were all on our side doing that stuff and it was a great time and you know i i missed those opportunities that we had and then other things he said he was ready to talk trash and and all in fun but there was no one willing to engage i know for a fact that any other hbcu they would have talked trash until the stadium lights were out very true and I think I said my last one, he said, I said, yeah, this is what we give up energy and familiarity. We gain corporate dollars, sponsorship packages, unheard of in the MEAC, but we are stuck with a bunch of boring programs. It gets better with basketball. So, yeah. 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 No, that's true. I mean, I, I saw that speaking of basketball, just to, that's what wants to talk about football right but I, I remember um the last game I went to Campbell where Hampton played Campbell and I think we were we were in it so we were trying to win so we had we brought the band brought the cheerleaders maybe even brought Ebony Fire but you know so the band was doing their thing and the Campbell fans looked so unhappy with that whole thing <laughs> you know and, and now by the fourth quarter they kind of lightened up and you know you see them you know at least swaying back and forth but the first first half of the game man i mean they were not impressed at all they didn't want to see none of that stuff so i don't know man it's a culture it's yeah. a culture shift <laughs> it, it's a definite culture shift you know it's like do it's like that game was an important game and we brought it to spur the team on, you know, and for the fans, but sometimes, but, you know, it's just like, if you get a cold vibe from the other program, then it's like, ah, man, ah, it's like, do it. It's like, why do you want to deal with that? But I feel you, but you know, they did, but this is the interesting part. I was watching um, Washington state's uh, game this past weekend Washington State. I actually been on that campus before, mm. and I, this is a few years back. But I was watching their game this weekend, and as I'm like listening to like the commentators speak, that Washington State band, not Washington State, I'm sorry, University of Washington Huskies, mm. Washington Huskies, their band was playing, talking out the side of the net. They have to. And, they all are. Now. And, uh, 
And it's and it's so bad. It's like it's unseasoned. It's bad. <laughs> and but it's an, an interesting thing. Do they have they really actually heard the actual song? No, they don't know no. what it's about. Nobody they don't they, know what if it's they about. did, they wouldn't play it. <laughs> oh. So yeah, so but that's exact. So yeah, it's just like it's like lighten up, man. It's a game, you know. This is for our this is the culture, you know. Why don't y'all get in on it? You know, that you are getting in on it, but do it the right way. Right. Yeah, right. True. So yeah, we'll see what happens with Monmouth. That's two weeks away, a week and a half or so. Um Big South scoreboard, no, MIAC scoreboard. So it was a quiet week in the MIAC. Uh, North Carolina State beat Bishop Sycamore, no, Virginia University of Lynchburg, 42-14. to 14, And South Carolina State beat Morgan State, 37-14. Man, Morgan State is 0-6. For, for some perspective, man. <laughs> They're 0-6. That's, that's what they get, Mr. Wheatley. You know, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I, look, I don't like to, you know, to be the dead dog, but I mean, he had that program moving in the right direction. But maybe those weren't those weren't his players. Yeah. So it's probably guys that you know. Yeah, it's probably these are his guys, and he has to play with his guys. So good luck. Yep. Yep. And other thing, I just saw with with Odom's. You know, he made a big. Yeah. Big big headlines because he was complaining about attendance for Norfolk State against Virginia yeah. University of Lynchburg. And, uh, you know, maybe this is part of the baptism of not being in the swack for him um, yeah. where they turned out for anything. Um, so and I, and I think, you know, with our programs, I guess all programs depend on attendance, but ours like you can tell when you don't fill up that stadium, that means something's going to get cut next year from your program. So I think, I think he's hurt, you know, knowing that, Oh shoot, I won't get that extra strength coach or whatever, you know? So I think, you know, from looking at it from that perspective, I could understand, but two things, you know, that reason why I think the stadium was a full, like I know people, Norfolk state fans and people in the tide water who are not going to games because of COVID-19. Like I know everybody's over it but not everybody is really over it. So people yeah. are not ready to go back and people definitely ain't going back Virginia university of Lynchburg. So True. schedule a better True. opponent. <laughs> and then, who wants to see that? Man? That's the worst team you could possibly schedule. Yeah. I mean, but they, they needed, a, they needed to pick me up. They needed to win. And um, I definitely agree. I think they had 16,000 and this is an interesting part. My coworker was there. And she actually went to the game and she said that that 16,000 was kind of like a meek, um, like a meek type of crowd. And I do think that, but Norfolk State, honestly, they had um, our brother, Latrell Scott, and he tried his hardest there. And, you know, I just think that they were similar to us, wallowing in mediocrity. And nobody wants to see mediocre. You know, it's like, you got to understand, it's like, you got to be entertaining. Yeah. If I'm going to put my, I mean, even if, uh, even pre-COVID, if I'm going to put my dollars down to go see you, I want to be entertained. I'm not coming to see us get our, our butts whooped, you know, so, you know, and plus, you know, you got to compete with these kids too. You know, a lot of the times they talk about how these kids are, oh my God, the social media is this, is that. 
No, I mean, I did see a great report and it was on The Athletic and it was talking about why uh, kids are not going. They said it's not just the kids, you know, it's it's older people. You know, it's is, you know, it's uh, Generation X who has the children. So it's, it's across the board and it's multiple viewing opportunities now. Just because people are not in those stadiums anymore, they're actually can still watch. They're still watching these games, you know, because viewership is up. Out, I mean, across wide all programs. So, I think if yeah, the stadium ain't filled, but they need to check. Or Norfolk State need to check those metrics and make sure they get paid off those dollars on um, people watching it if it's on ESPN Plus, you know. So. You know, you need to check it that way. But as far as, I mean, them not showing up, I mean, he he did come from Southern. You know, <laughs> I, I've been on that campus too, Baton Rouge. They eat, sleep, you know, Southern football down there. So Norfolk State is just Norfolk State. And if Norfolk State starts winning, people will be back. But that's, I don't think, uh, was it uh, – What's the name of that field? Uh, Marty, not Marty. William Taylor. Price. William. William. Yeah, William. I ain't gonna say the second part. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I do. Like it's it's an oversized stadium. And yes. I don't even think I've seen it filled before. I've seen know. it full a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I've been in it plenty, but I haven't seen it full. So you know, that's a lot of people for that stadium. So we'll see. Yep. We shall. So, yeah, that was interesting. That was made a lot of made a, a big story after that game. So on to the rest of the HBCU football notes. So it's a couple of things, you know, but Thune Cookman, they still have not won in this one a game this year. So it could always be worse. Hampton Knight always be worse. They are 0 and 7. Uh, they lost to Prairie View. FAMU is rolling again. They beat Alabama A&M. So Maynard is doing his thing that we saw him do <laughs> with us. <man. laughs> so he can't stop the slide there. Um, Jackson State, they beat Alabama State 28-7. Uh, Southern is still cooking. They uh, beat Southern 34-7. No, they beat uh, Arkansas Plymouth 34-7. And eh, who cares about the rest? No, Alcorn State, they won. 24 to 12. Uh, so, yeah, that's a swack, man. Uh, um, let's see. Just the standings are interesting for me. Because um, now, did you see today, Deion, uh, Coach Prime, or Deion Sanders is talking about the SWAC team potentially participating in the FCS uh, game, and I guess maybe in addition to the Celebration Bowl. So I don't know how that's going to work, but apparently they're trying to work something out um, yeah, I, I, they need to. I mean, uh, and he's absolutely right. I would get sick and like, I would not. I would be like, okay, if we keep going to the celebration bowl, nice. But if your team has, you got some dogs on your team, then you want to test your dogs with the other other programs. Then we say that was going to happen early, uh, like the it, first oh, podcast. Oh, exactly. He <laughs> said Dion's going to be like, all right, I'm really, I'm really bored with this. I really want to go out and win, you know, go up and, and test my program against other FCS programs. And that's exactly what he's going to, what he wants. So I have no issue with him, you know, doing that. And, um, but th this is my thing. Be careful with what you wish for. HBCU football is different once you start playing other big, big programs. We know, have so. one of our legendary podcasts on that. This might have been our most listened to podcast a couple years ago. 
explaining how HBCUs have to prepare for the playoffs. And like you said, you cannot just jump into it. You have to no. play a schedule that prepares you for it. It's a yes. different, as a t is finding out, it's yes. a different it, brand of football outside football. of a I mean, outside of uh, HBCU conferences. Yeah, your lines have to be both offensive and defensive lines, especially offensive lines. They have to be athletic. They have to be power guys. Um, The quarterback has to be accurate. And, you know, that's that's another thing. And I think uh, PWI FCS programs, they do the little things better. And HBCU, no. There are a lot of HBCU programs who do the little things great. But when you play these programs, it's like our, for us, when we played um, New Hampshire for the championship and we had to think uh, on special teams on fourth and 16, they're going to do a fake. How are they going to do the fake? And of course they did the fake and the fake was successful because they exploited our weakest link in our special teams, you know, mm-hmm. in the same way with um, the infamous play, you know, the wheel route, you know, it was always the weakest link will be exploited. And you have to think on those levels, you know, I think sometimes, and I think sometimes it's, uh, we get emotional in HBCU football and it's fine to be emotional, but you got to, I would say, but you know, buckle down on certain things, you know. Yeah, you can play a part. Emotion is when you need that push, but not in key moments. Think. And I, and that's just one thing I think Dion will probably will be up against. Let me throw something out here. Crazy. Uh just something to think about. And because he's also uh mentioned just earlier this year, I know people mentioned everything he said, but he's he's building towards something. I, I have to give him a little bit more credit about what he's thinking about. And, you know, if if Jackson State can continue to recruit the way they recruit and they can get a little more diversity in their schedule, they could do some things. But, you know, they would have to join another conference. Like, would it be crazy for them to have some kind of joint thing or play in the A-Sun or something like that? Uh, they're, they're building <laughs> I mean yeah. and, and I don't want to take them out of the swag but what I'm saying if their goal yeah. is to win a yeah. championship from yeah. from a, a HBCU conference I'm not saying we are yeah. you know we you know how much we respect our programs but we know what you have to do it's there is like 25 years 30 years of history here like yeah, yeah. they're going to have to do something different I'm just going to put it that way to prepare for the playoffs you can ask, like, I, I will say it like this. You could still win in the SWAC, meaning, like, win a national title in the SWAC. And I'll compare it to, remember when Miami was in that Big East and, you know, but the old Big East, it was, like, Miami, Virginia Tech, and... Um, Boston College, uh, Syracuse. Boston College, Syracuse, yeah, Pitt. you know. Yeah, Pitt. You know, Miami ran, Miami was the Miami held that conference afloat in football. So if we could do it, if I would look at it more along that metric, you know, like uh Jackson State, if they become the supernova that we think they are, then they could still, you know, run the swag. And then by the time it's uh playoff time, we'd be like, hey, look, guys, 
second place to have that celebration bowl, you know, we right now, you know, like, see, I wonder how would they work it out if they have the championship game? You know, yeah. I know they said the championship game is, in fact, why, why any conference in FCS play a championship game? That's, so it's a dumb rule anyway, so. Yeah, but when they were, they weren't playing in the playoffs. So, you know, it's yeah. just a, a money grab uh, to yeah. get another game. So, but no, I would love to see him do it. They're just going to have to, you know, play a more challenging schedule. And I know that's going to get me flame in swack land, but I don't know. We've seen this. Who cares? <laughs> We've been watching this for 25 years. We, we've seen it. Um, so, yeah, man, CIAA. Uh, not much there. You can skip over that unless there's anything that you got to <laughs> no, say. No. Uh, okay. Same with the SIAC. So we can skip on to the uh, ANT preview. So we kind of talked about that. ANT is, or talked about ANT enough throughout this podcast, but they are three and three. Um, they recently lost to Kennesaw State. Offensively, they are, this is just from a stati- statistical standpoint. So Looking at the stats, they are average at just about everything, middle of the pack. and But they are second to last in total offense. Um, yeah. So their offense is, is struggles at time. They are second in total defense and second in scoring defense. <clears throat> and their special teams are okay. And up until Kennesaw State, they have some – and this is the thing, Kennesaw State zeroed in on like one player probably and just made him the the – the the goat whatever not the you know the not the good whipping, goat yeah the whipping, the whipping goat whipping, and, yeah and destroy the whole boy. the whole kicking game so the whipping boy yeah all that equals to a three and three team yeah um, Hampton is also is off not also well Hampton is on a three game losing streak amazingly we are third in total offense but here's the kicker last in total defense last in scoring defense. <laughs> what? I mean, there you have it. You know, I mean, I do think that our offense hopefully will should come to, come back to to life. You know, against AT. You know, I do think that we'll see some 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 fireworks since it's a home game, and plus it's a familiar rivalry. That will be um, that will be good. I also think that um, you know, hopefully, if we get some healthy running backs back, you know, you know, that, that will definitely help. Um, but unfortunately I do think that A&T, you know, they, they bring, they have their players, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we got players. <laughs> we got Duffy is a good QB. I would take Duffy over their QB, honestly, yeah. but he, Duffy hasn't been playing, you know, as well as their QB. Well, that could be, you know, it's kind of shaky too. We have better receivers, advantage receivers, Hampton. I would say that we, I, w- I would take our stable of backs over there one back. Advantage Hampton. Yeah. Um, offensive line, I would kind of give it a toss up. I like our offensive line better. And tight ends, they don't, re- they have tight ends, but I would say we use ours more. So offensively, advantage Hampton. Defensively, everything advantage AT. And I think the difference is AT converts, uh, can can convert turnovers. That is the difference. Hampton has shown very little that they can convert turnovers. They showed it in uh the the Howard game, but you know, I you know, now it's you know we're in the fog of the season. So we'll see. Yep, true that. So I do think there is a 
there is potential for Hampton to win this game. You can win. That's why we play, right? So um, I've noticed this with Kennesaw State. Like, now the game against A&T was 14 nothing, but it was a 14 nothing whipping. Like, it was yeah. A&T tried. They yeah. fought back, but they got beat. I mean, it was, a, yeah. you know, they got beat. So what I've seen with Kennesaw State, and you can say arguably this happened with us at Charleston Southern, it takes about a week to get over that. Like, yeah, uh, cause, cause sometimes right. they beat you in a way that where you question everything. <laughs> yeah. So like we did not score against Charleston Southern. Yeah. That's not, that's not, oh man, that's not good. And if you think about the times that we played Charleston Southern, they came in, um, I think Prunny's first year, we had big Bruce at QQ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a bad game. <laughs> and they were they wiped the floor with us. Yeah. And then we had the close game, uh uh the second game around with Francois and, and Bonds, and there were a lot of drop passes, which and we lost in overtime. But this game, oh boy. Oh, so yeah. So yeah, I think so. I'm uh, if 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 the past is the prologue, the future. Then uh, A&T is going to be a little bit hungover from this Kennesaw State game. And they got to play Monmouth next week. So they are going to naturally be looking ahead to that game as well for homecoming. So, you know, this is a good opportunity for Hampton to jump up quick and do something early against A&T. Capitalize at home and get some momentum. So I think also Hampton, the offense needs a spark. Uh, you might see some more players getting different playing time. I wouldn't be surprised if you see some more, uh, see some zealous and just get him almost like as a wildcat um, or get him moving out the pocket a little bit more. And they got to use those tight ends, the short game, um, use that to substitute the running game, which seems a little bit stuck and find a way to stay ahead of the chains and then play fast and with passion. Like, Enjoy it. I mean, if you're out there, you're doing all that practicing and all that crap, like go out and have fun. Like, you know, this is the fun part. Right. So uh, do that. But I don't know, Hampton. I, I think uh, A&T is just way better than Hampton at this juncture. Oh, yeah. And, Absolutely. And I, and I think once they wake up, it's going to be all like popcorn. You know, but, what? I think A&T believes in, the, in, their, in themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think Hampton does at all. Yep. So, yeah, that's the keys to the game. So we shall see this weekend. Uh, On to greener pastures. Uh, Men's basketball is uh, released. They've released the out-of-conference schedule. So today was media day. Uh, We didn't get a chance to talk about that. But next couple weeks, we'll dig into basketball a little more in depth. But out-of-conference schedule is released. A pretty long schedule, man. So they they play, uh, they got Mid-Atlantic Christian. So that's uh, almost a scrimmage, glorified scrimmage. And then you got Regent, another scrimmage, November 13th. And then here's where the real schedule kicks in. So this is a great mid-major schedule. They only play one money game, apparently. So they got, they're at Towson, Baltimore, and then they're at Wolford, Wolford College in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And they've got Georgia Southern at home. And they're at South Florida, and that appears to be the money game. And then we play Norfolk State twice, amazingly. So one is at the Boost Mobile HBCU Challenge 
And that's hosted by Chris Paul out in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's a, like a little tournament. And so we played yeah. Norfolk State and Morgan State. Yeah. And then we played Norfolk State again at home. Then we're at William & Mary. Then we're at Loyola in Maryland. And then we've got Central at the Classic up in uh, North New Jersey, Prudential Center. Then we're isn't that in that too big. That, that's a big building, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a big, it's a nice, but I think Seton Hall plays there. Um, okay. you know, so they, you know, they can and you know, so they got I don't know how big the central fandom is up there, but Hampton has a pretty wow. good contingent. So if they can okay get the word out and if they're competitive, I think they'll that'll be well attended. I think Howard's playing in that class in that comp in that thing as well. It's I forgot, it's mm-hmm. like a 14 thing. Uh, okay. Yeah. Then we got Virginia Military Institute at home, and then we finish up with Howard at home on December thirtieth. So, I mean, that's a pretty good schedule. What I'm hoping is, I'm hoping yeah. this time that Joiner gets a fast start. I mean, I mean, he he usually, yeah. he, he finishes strong, and yeah. then once you get him in the tournament, then he could do some things. But yeah, they never start fast, man. Yeah. Yeah, they never start fast. And I think that's his style because he always just brings in. He's basically a cook who doesn't have a recipe. And it's like, try this. Yeah. Try that. And you're like, ah, nah, it needs more salt. All right. Goes back to cook. Try it now. Too salty. All right. All right. All right. Try it again. Yeah, maybe. Needs something else. And so this is what happens with Joyner, you know, his teams. So. But just by looking at the schedule, though, uh, the very first game, you know, Mid-Atlantic Christian, we know what that is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. He, I think that, that to me, every time I see Mid-Atlantic Christian, I think, oh, Lord, does he believe in them boys? Or <laughs> because they, we need a, a, a butt whipper quick, early. Yeah. And then, um, and then we're in Regent, too. So basically, we're starting off with two basic, like, uh, we need, like, confidence boosters before we go into Towson. I get it. I understand it. You know, just do it. And and Towson's right up the road for me. So uh, so Towson, you know, that's a beatable game. Wofford is. Georgia Southern, you know, they're not really good at basketball. South Florida is a good program. I don't, you know, it is a money program money grab but you know it's a team that we could probably beat you know we've we've beaten F, um bigger division one programs excited to see um, us play norfolk state twice especially in hampton and william and mary has always been a local you know that we're used to um so yeah it's a pretty good schedule so i'm happy with it i think eugene did an excellent job on that schedule Yep, yep, true indeed. So, um, yeah, it'll it'll be basketball. will be a a, a a fun. They got a lot of new guys and um, you know yeah. high flyers. You know the shooting. We'll see what comes with the shooting outside shooting, but um, they're going to be long and athletic um, this year. So yeah, and we're going to talk about the women soon. It's just yep. right now, like David Six is you know keeping everything on wrap. So yeah, and. And uh, Lauren Varnsdale, please get get better. We need you. No, I think she's out this year. Oh, yeah, I did read that. So again, yeah. I what? Is yeah, she, she had a practice. Yep, yep, had a setback, big setback. Man, yeah. oh, Lord. Man. 
Get well soon. That's not good. That's not good. Yeah. Get well soon. But you know, they they've uh, they've got some uh, people who can step up. Uh, Matt and uh, you know they got some players who are ready to carry on the torch. So we'll definitely, like you said, dive into that over the next couple of weeks. And um, that's all we got for this week, Hampton Night Men. Thanks for um, joining as always. And uh, go Pirates.